Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Be Bold for Jesus, this Tuesday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. I hope everybody out there is safe and sane. Now, for more than a year, his legal name was Baby Boy. Discovered by a security guard who heard his cries, Baby Boy had been abandoned, hours old and wrapped in only a bag in a hospital parking lot. Soon after his discovery, social services called the people who would one day become his forever family. The couple took him in and called him Grayson. Finally, the adoption was complete and Grayson's name became official. Today, you can meet a delightful child who mispronounces his R's as he earnestly engages you in conversation. You'd never guess he'd once been found abandoned in a bag. Late in his life, Moses reviewed God's character and what he'd done for the people of Israel. The Lord set his affection on your ancestors and loved them, Moses told them. The love that a broad scope He defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow and loves the foreigner residing among you, giving them food and clothing, Moses said. He is the one you praise. He is your God. Whether it's through adoption or simply through love and service, we're all called to reflect God's love. That loving couple became the hands and feet God used to extend his love to someone who might have gone unnoticed and unclaimed. We can serve as his hands and feet too. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving and compassionate God. Have mercy on the fatherless. Help us to be your hands and feet today. In your son's Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, in that inspiration, Mike, there's that abandonment. And uh, what a sad story that is. And, and to try to think about being that individual that was abandoned by the mother at such a young age. So many of us have that idea that we are victims of something and we've been abandoned by God, abandoned by our government. And the thing is, is that we just need to be bold for Jesus because we're not abandoned. We've just disconnected ourselves. Absolutely. And and so definitely our story of victimhood is a self-created victimhood because we're not standing for righteousness every day, everywhere we go in throughout our lives. So I think that inspiration is great. And I'm glad that that child was, uh, you know, blessed by God and found. Yes, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we know that we've trained you well over the years and you have got that cup of coffee, cup of tea, you're sitting in that recliner, you got a pen and paper handy because we are going to give you a mission today. We are going to give you a mission that is going to involve being bold for Jesus. We're talking about the Be Bold for Jesus conference that's coming up on October 13th through the 15th, 2023, boy. And I tell you what, we've got a principal in the studio with Tim and I today. His name is Lee Arnold. And as we always strongly encourage you folks, you got to log on and check this organization and this individual out. You can do so by logging on to www.bb4j.com. Again, that'll be bb4j.com. If you can't do the good old internet thing, please pick up that phone and dial up Lee and his organization. You can do so by dialing 208-209. 7183. Again, 208 209 7183. And with that said, welcome to the Right Spokane Perspective, Lee. Thanks for having me, Mike. Thanks, Tim. Good to oh, be you here. Bet. Well, yeah, you know, once here. again, let me can go I'm ahead and. I'm going to steal your question. Yeah, go Can for I it. Can I steal your question? Yes, please. Because I know what it is. <laughs> so the question is 
who is Mr. Lee Arnold? What have you done with your life and what has led you to the point where you're now sitting in our studios promoting an event? Tell us about Lee Arnold. How, how much time do we have? Uh, well, let's do the digest version. All right, I'll try to keep it under 60 seconds. So I, You can take a little bit longer than that. A little longer yeah, than that, yeah. all right. So I grew up on a farm, mm-hmm. Yeah, a farm kid. Didn't know anything about money, but knew that I wanted some. And late in 1995, I was watching an infomercial and working at a grocery store from three to midnight. Saw an infomercial about getting rich in real estate. So I went to the Doubletree Hotel in the downtown area and gave them all of my money, maxed out my credit cards, refinanced my truck, just went in debt to get rich in real estate. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in the church. My dad was the church youth pastor, got saved when I was five, rededicated my life when I was 14. But when I turned 18, it was all about money, baby. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make as much of it as I could. And so I went to this seminar and I started flipping houses and I started making a lot of money. And God became very distant in my life. I even started a company called I'm the Solution. Wow. Uh-oh. <laughs> Talk about, you, you see where this is going? What, 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 I don't know if that's bold or brazen. <laughs> well, well, I think, I think you, you probably created the title for your own spiritual resurrection back in, into Christ because I think he had a bigger plan. Uh, yes, he did. Now, I called it I'm the Solution because I was helping people in foreclosure, people that were losing their house, sure. couldn't afford it. But in 2008, when the real estate market crashed, I crashed with it. I was swinging for the fences. I had about $40 million in real estate development under construction. I had 85 rental properties that wow. I amassed. And literally within 90 days, God took all of it. And I feel well, like man, it was, man kind of took all of it too, but God gave you another opportunity, right? Because yeah. the, the, the thing is, is that God doesn't do with our soul, our spirit, a subprime mortgage. Right. <laughs> That's right. Unfortunately, I had a lot of subprime mortgages when the uh, when the market tanked. Yeah. So well, I'll tell you what. I mean, let me rudely interrupt you here. Please. You know, what are your feelings about where the market is going today? Pretty interesting where the market is. A lot of fear-mongering in the mm-hmm. press, a lot of bad news bears, rates have been rising, market has been cooling dramatically, but we're in an interesting place because we still have a massive shortage of real estate. The hedge funds have been buying up all the new construction, so we have 60% less inventory than we did just four years ago. Mm-hmm. So even though rates are rising, there's still this demand for property. So well, people have to have a place to live. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not predicting a crash like we saw in 2008, certainly a slowdown, but what we will see is Wall Street coming in and buying up even more of the available Wall Street, inventory. Yeah. Black uh, Rock, Black yeah. Rock and yep. the big guys. So, I mean, we'll have more housing, but you'll own nothing and you'll like it. That's right. No, yeah. you're yes. not going to like it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Yes. Yeah, I believe the government is destined. They're on a path for all of us to be tenants and renters because well, and then that, they have more control. That That's started right. the last time you were yeah. in real estate deep was that basically they handed over the financing racket of mortgages to government subsidized or quasi-governmental yeah. banking entities, right? And Fannie yeah. Mae and Freddie Mac. And what's different this time is we're not seeing the out-of-control underwriting that was taking place in 2005, 6, and 7 leading up to the crash. So no, we're just we're just paying three times what a house is worth. We're paying yeah. three times what the dollar's worth, you right. know, because yeah, exactly. inflation is what's killing us. It and is. they're trying to curb it, and they're throwing the real estate market under the bus to get there. And they will get there. But how do you eliminate the national debt? You just pump up, devalue the dollar, and suddenly your debt is less just so, make life more expensive for everyone yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so you know we got to get back to, to your to your mission <laughs> so you know a lot about this now you want to find a way to house individuals in other ways right yeah so i was living down in salt lake city utah when all of this was taking place and i grew up in the spokane Coeur d'Alene area mm-hmm. 
And God literally took everything I had, every dollar I had, every reason I had to be in Salt Lake City, Utah. So uh, literally on fumes and borrowing money from life insurance to live, my wife and I and our three kids who were at that time one and two and two, we had twins. And then 14 months later, we had a third child. So we had three kids in diapers, no money, no job, nothing. And we coasted into Spokane on fumes. And I said, okay, God, you've taken everything for a reason. This time, we're going to do it differently. So my wife and I, who's been my partner in the business since we got married back in 2002, we said, we're going to start over. But this time, we're going to make God the CEO of this organization. And so in October of 2009, we started a nonprofit ministry called He's the Solution. There you go. No longer I'm the solution. He's the solution. And I started holding Sunday morning Bible studies. Now, I had been in the real estate investment training business since 2000. So I had been traveling around the country, putting on real estate investment seminars, teaching people how to invest in real estate, the right ways to do it. And when the market crashed, we just kind of went right back into that and started doing it again. But this time, our events were Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Pre-crash, never talked about God, never mentioned him once. Post-crash, we started having Bible studies at our real estate investment seminars. So imagine 200, 300 people that have come to this three-day seminar now being invited to come to a church service on Sunday morning. Nice. And I'll never forget the first time I did it, I had 250 people at the event and two people showed up for church services on Sunday at 7.30 Mm a.m. Within eight months, we were seeing 200 people at our events and about 150 to 160 showing up at church. Nice. And I realized that we as the Christian community need to prioritize what's important living for Christ is far more important than getting rich. And it was kind of this epiphany for me. I had been spending my entire career teaching people how to get rich and leaving out God. And now we lead with God and we teach people how to be good stewards of what God has given them. So we invest in real estate as a means, as, as a stewardship to generate wealth, generate income so that we can support ministries, so we can support missionaries, so that we can be involved in different nonprofit work. And I believe that God wants us to use the skills and the abilities that he's given us to preach the gospel, to share mm-hmm. the good news. Well, and that's amazing. Everything that's in the back of my head, I'm thinking, God bless this house, right? You know, and, and you're, so you're in real estate, you're looking at ways to house people, initially you were just thinking about profits but you have to have God as the center of your business for it to survive because you have to understand what's coming down the road and you didn't see it coming last time but now as God being the center you're not blinded by greed if you will and so so now you can see those things coming and make wise decisions based upon biblical truths it's housing for people what's important about that the American dream we call it but part of the American dream was also religious freedom and liberty and ownership of a home or having a roof over your head and who are we blessing and asking for forgiveness and asking for help to to meet our dividends that we've got to you know pay the the bills the heat the lights the all the stuff god Jesus it being the center of housing is kind of the way I feel like this is all turned around for you. Yeah, and it was even bigger than housing because we were running a relatively large organization. I Even today, I have about 130 employees that God has put in my path to steward and shepherd and lead. But we practice something called BAM, which stands for Business as a Ministry. And I believe that our for-profit ministry exists to finance and feed the nonprofit efforts. Mm-hmm. Because wow. when I die, nothing that I did on earth 
earth, other than those I shared the gospel with, will be seen in heaven. Everything from the carnal to making money to houses to cars, all of that's going to be left behind. Right. The only thing we'll see in heaven is the people we shared the gospel with. So that is what drives me. That's what motivates me. So this BAM method, is that something that you came up with? No, I'm actually part of another organization called C12, which is a national, actually it's now a worldwide global organization for Christian CEOs who have dedicated to lead their business for Christ. So business as a ministry is the C12 mantra. And I've been a member for about four years and I just love it. Nice. All right. Let's go ahead and switch gears and start pounding on this conference. Because like I said, during the onset of the show here today, ladies and gentlemen, we have got a mission and that mission is to make sure that we can gather up 7,000 people and put them in the Spokane arena from Friday, October 13th through Sunday, October 15th. We have got a be bold for Jesus conference. That's coming up slated for October of 2023 and leave please describe for the listeners out there well uh, we're gonna have to yeah, hold on yeah, to that until after to, the break that, that's right we're, i see gonna they have were to, fast approaching that time they're gonna have to definitely have their pen and paper ready to get all this information and the list of all the great speakers that are gonna be there because we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back with lee arnold he's gonna dig a little bit further into his ministry and how he's been doing this be bold for jesus conference and why it's important for us to see christians go there learn how and be empowered to be bold for Jesus. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We want to thank God and you, the listeners, for the opportunity and ability to continue the Right Spokane Perspective radio show and podcast programming. We sincerely thank you, Mike Fagan, for your 12 years of dedication to our listeners and guests of the Right Spokane Perspective, and we wish you well in your sabbatical and anticipate hearing from you again from time to time. Listeners, it's because of your support we will continue to bring you facts, commentary, and alerts on what's happening in local government, politics, and issues affecting us all. Please send your most generous support to Right Spokane Perspective, LLC. P.O. Box 7620, Spokane, Wa 99207. Thanks again, and back to the show. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Be Bold for Jesus, this Tuesday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. All right, ladies and gentlemen, going down the list real quickly, and I know that I'm going to miss somebody here, so just bear with me. We are talking about the redneck comedian. None other than Jeff Foxworthy, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be at the Be Bold for Jesus Conference 2023. We also have an American Idol finalist and Christian recording artist by the name of Danny Gokey that is going to be blessing those that are in attendance, as well as Lee Strobel, who happens to be an investigative journalist and the author of several books, one of which is entitled Case for Christ. I just learned right before we sat down and started recording this show here this evening, folks, you are also going to be seeing a gentleman by the name of Ken Ham, who happens to be with the Ark Encounter. And like I said, I know that I'm probably missing a couple of other well, folks. It, well, he was part of the Creation Museum down there in there you go creation museum you bet so let's just let's have uh lee arnold jump right back in here and tell us about the past events how they went you know who the speakers were and kind of what people left with and give them an idea about the event coming up now this is all the way we're talking about in october but it's good to get your tickets now because my wife tried to get tickets a couple years in a row and didn't get them it's important to get the tickets now. <laughs> yeah, and the very fact that you're saying that, Tim, is a miracle in and of itself because 
The Be Bold for Jesus conference came about in 2018. Now, we had been traveling the country, having church services at all of our Get Rich and Real Estate events, and we had a lot of our, our people coming and saying, hey, we want like an annual conference where we can all come together and fellowship together. You know, it's great that we, we see each other occasionally, but we want a dedicated conference. And I said, okay, well, you know, why don't we do it in Dallas, Texas? It's, you know, halfway across the country for pretty much everybody. Right, Let's right. do it in Dallas. I'll never forget, it was 2018. We had seating for 500 people and 18 people showed up. So 18 in 2018 was the mantra. That was a long ways for us to go. You would have had a couple more, but, you know, Dallas. Yeah, so 18 people. So it was pretty discouraging, to be quite honest. And I was, I was sitting there going, Lord, is this really what you want me to do? And so we took a break in 2019, and we kind of retooled, and we said, okay, why don't we do it locally? And so we started setting up for 2020. And in 2020, we got Kirk Cameron out. Oh. But if you remember, something interesting happened March of 2020. This yeah. thing called COVID. And right. they said that you can't assemble in groups larger than 50 people. Everyone well, got the Fauci cough and isolation <laughs> to boot, right? And, and we've booked out the entire Coeur Resort, so we got room for 1,250 people, and now wow. we're told we can't even have events. So we are praying like we've never prayed before. And so we were allowed to have the event, but the night before the event started, we got eight inches of snow. So oh, 700 boy. people that had bought tickets, only about 250 of them showed. So oh, once again, we're discouraged. So we come into 2021. This year we have Tim Tebow and just some uh, incredible artists, and we had 900 people show up for that event. And then 2022 came, we had 1,250. 50 seats and we were sold out in six months. So for six months, we didn't have the seat and oh, I had the seating and we said, okay, Lord, what do you want us to do now? Oh, it's gotta be bigger. He said, go bigger, you know, and, oh, and be the, bold, go big, yeah, be bold. You know, <laughs> and, and the parable of the five loaves and two fish kept ringing through my mind. He's like, bring me your loaves, bring me your fish and watch what I do with them. And I said, okay, Lord, then how about the Spokane arena? He said, That'll work. <laughs> so last October, it was a Saturday night, right before Jeremy Camp came on and performed. I, I told the entire audience, 1,250 people, I said, guys, we have taken a bold leap here. We're at the Be Bold for Jesus conference. I said, we've done something which we think is maybe too bold, but only God will decide. I said, we've got 7,000 seats, but we couldn't do it here at the hotel. We sold out already. So tickets are for sale now. Go get them. And within 24 hours, we had sold over 1,650 seats. So we wow. were 400 seats over capacity the first night we announced it. So we believe that God has big things in store for this conference. We're really looking forward to it. But I got to tell you, moving from 1,250 people to 7,000 people is proving to be a pretty big logistical challenge. Well, the lo uh, you got the logistics <laughs> that are, you know, not only do you have the event, the people, the speakers, but, when, you know, crowd management really. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you've got, that's a lot of people yeah. to move into a structure and out of a structure. You've got security that you've yeah. got to look at. And of course, when you're talking about a facility like the arena, you know, these big facilities, you've got other things to do as well. I mean, how many paper towels does 7,000 people use? Right. Right. So you, all that's outsourced. And yeah, that's a big deal. Well, the conference is called Be Bold for Jesus. Right. And I don't know how we can be more bold for Jesus than to take on endeavors that we have absolutely no way of knowing how that's, we're ever going to accomplish that. So it's, it's going to be 100% God. And that's the beauty of it is there's no way in our own effort we could fill this event. God is going to fill this event. And I'll tell you, just last week, we had another miracle take place. And that was Greg Laurie, who is the founder of the Harvest Crusades for Christ events. These are these big, massive arena shows that he's been putting on around the world for the last 20 years. He has a new movie coming out called The Jesus Revolution in just the next couple of weeks. And he just committed to come and speak at our conference this year in 2023. Wow. Awesome. And, and ever since the announcement, 
announcement of that, we've been seeing ticket sales just flooding in because people want to come and see Greg Laurie. And uh, Sean McDowell recently signed, uh, co-author of the book Evidence That Demands a Verdict with his dad, Josh McDowell, who's been big on the radio for many, many years. Many years. So just what God is doing is so incredible. I'm just so excited for this conference and, and what it represents. And that is Christians being equipped to be bold. The media has done a very good job, and Satan's been instrumental in this, in convincing Christians that you must be quiet or you'll offend. Right. As though offense is a problem. You know what's a problem? It's people going to hell. That's a much bigger problem. I I, I think Jesus said in New Testament, we're talking the Beatitudes, you know, uh, I think blessed are the meek, and we've mistranslated that. It's not weak, it's meek. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Meek. And, and, And boldness in Christ is not being boldness in yourself. It's not boasting in ourselves. It's boasting in our, in our Lord and savior. Well, I think where people get off track is they believe that boldness is obnoxious, that boldness is, you know, a bullhorn and a sandwich board standing out in front of the pregnancy resource center or something like that. That's not what boldness is. Boldness is when you're at the water cooler at the office and a coworker shares with you that they're going through a tough time. And in that moment you say, is it okay if I pray for you right now, right here in this place over this situation that you're going through? That's boldness. But political correctness has told us you can't do that. Well, you absolutely can do that. And the purpose of the Bold for Jesus conference is to not only equip believers to be bold, but also give them the tools so that they understand what they legally can and can't do, so that there's no fear. Boldness is lack of fear. Uh And when we are allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us, what are we afraid of? I try to remind people the Bible says do not fear 365 times. So that means every day. <laughs> every day we can move about life without fear. Of course, we should have concerns for certain things. We should be wise. And that's why people need to go to this Be Bold for Jesus conference so that they can be wise, understand what those limitations are. Because we live in a country where those limitations are starting to grow. And if we don't start being bold now and using that awesome thing that they put first in the bill rights was the first amendment right Uh and we need to use that first amendment in christ's name because you know god was mentioned in the constitution mike yes it was and i think that we were created by him and we're supposed to live out our lives in action for him in being bold for jesus and holding government accountable holding ourselves our family at the businesses we work for accountable and go back to having an ethical society that's run under biblical values instead of whatever it is we are doing now i don't know what to even call it But we got to be bold for Jesus to turn all that around, and we've got to have those skills. Well, I want to make this point, too, for everybody so that this is clear. This this event is not affiliated with any denomination. It's not affiliated with any church. It is completely nonprofit. In fact, we lose hundreds of thousands of dollars every year putting this event on. And I I want people to understand that that there is no agenda here. There There is no goal to have you join this church or denounce that church. The goal is merely to have those who call themselves Christians, to those who claim to love Jesus and what he's done for them through his death and resurrection, to proudly proclaim to any and all, wherever they are, in that moment, to be bold. That's right. 
Being bold is the best way to be glorifying our Lord and Savior above. That is for yeah. sure. Well, and I was listening to this amazing speaker and a comedian, and he was talking about you know being raised as a, in in a Southern Baptist church, and he didn't know until he became an adult that Presbyterians could go to heaven, <laughs> and Catholics <laughs> that knew Christ, you know, and and so that's where it doesn't matter your denomination. In this, um, you know, the culture we're in and the political correctness that we're faced with, they call it this DEI. I call it D-I-E because it's diversity, inclusion, and equity, and that's how all cultures die. Because the idea of inclusivity, it's like the Affordable Care Act. You know it's not going to be affordable. And inclusion means they're going to exclude people. It's the opposite of what they say. And and right now we've excluded Christians. Every belief out there can be thrown up in the workplace, can be talked about on every corner. Nobody says a word, but the minute you start talking about Christ, they want you to apologize for your faith. And we've got to change that because God is the God of inclusion. He's included everyone in his, in his will and hope that we would, you know, have faith in Jesus Christ and find our way to heaven. So he's the most inclusive God there is. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know, once again, www.bb4j.com. Again, that'll be bb4j.com. If you can't do the good old internet thing, pick up the phone and dial these folks up at 208-209-7183. Again, 208-209-7183. Now, we've got a guy in here who's met some wonderful speakers. So you've met some awesome people throughout the years. Have you met the folks that are going to be speaking at this event yet? actually had the pleasure of meeting Ken Ham. My family and I went on an RV trip in the midst of COVID, and we went to the Ark Encounter, and Ken Ham was there speaking. And man, I got to tell you, that guy is just an incredible speaker and author. Uh, he's the guy that took on Bill Nye, the science guy, right. on science versus creation, and just destroyed him. It was in love, you know. But they, man, they were disputing facts about science. Yep. And a lot of folks don't know that Bill Nye, the science guy, was just an actor I mean, he was, he wasn't like Fauci where, you know, he was the king of science. Like Fauci was actually not the word science means something else, but basically he acted like he was going to be the world for children in science. And he wasn't even a scientist. No. He hadn't even really studied science until he got this job as an actor of a scientist. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just an atheist. And he's promoting the Big Bang Theory. So Ken Ham took him on. So yeah, met Ken Ham, met Ted Cunningham, our comedian that will be speaking. He has a church over in Branson, Missouri. And on our RV trip, we went to Branson, Missouri, went to his church. And I thought, man, this guy is so amazing. So he's coming out to do our comedy evening on Saturday night. Uh, or on Friday night at the conference, uh, Alicia Childers, Lee Strobel, Danny Gokey, Sean McDowell. I'm really excited. I've not met this man, Jeff Foxworthy. I've been watching him for well, 30 years now. Right. Well, and he's, uh, he's you might be a redneck. His, he, yeah, right. But he's broadened his horizon. He, does, he doesn't just do you might be a redneck jokes anymore. No, but, he does but, not. But he's got a ton of those. And he is bold for Christ. He is the number one selling comedian in the history of the world and doesn't swear, doesn't tell dirty jokes, doesn't use the F word. It's just clean comedy. That's and his, amazing. His mantra has always been, if I wouldn't tell the joke to my grandma, I'm not going to tell the joke to the audience. So <laughs> That's amazing. So you can become wealthy as a Christian telling jokes when the rest of the world says you have to be crass or rude to yep. make people laugh. And he's been doing it, well, my whole life, basically, 40 yeah. years. <laughs> and he's bold for Jesus. Yeah, and nice. he's coming to share his testimony with, with 7,000 nice. of us. So uh, one last thing I want to mention, Mike, sure. before we go. We do have a virtual option. So for people that can't travel to 
Spokane during the conference. Uh, right now we're running a $29 promotion where they can join the conference virtually via live stream so they can watch from their local TV, their their home, their phone, and they'll get all three days of all the great speakers and the music and it's just so you have, you have you have room for 7,000 people to physically show up to the arena. We're talking about an October event. This next October you're going to want to get the tickets before they're gone. And if the tickets are gone, it's not just if you can't show up physically to the event or if you're somewhere too far away location, you can do Zoom, right? So yeah. Yeah. so this Zoom, what's the the limit that you have there? Uh, we don't have a limit on the Zoom. So thousands, thousands tens of thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands. And the cool thing about Zoom is that if you have a big family and you don't even have a vehicle to get the whole family somewhere all yep. at once, the whole family can sit in the living room and watch this event on TV. For yeah. 29 bucks. For 29 bucks, go. the whole family. So if you got 10, 15 people in your uh, outreach group and, and you live in Timbuktu, you can still enjoy this event with a whole bunch of people. It's a couple bucks a person. That's we're also right. we're also encourage, er, encouraging churches to purchase a live stream ticket and then just have a weekend at their local congregation and people can just come to their church in Kentucky or wherever they're located and join us for those three days. Uh, nice. I, I hope Big Tech's... That's a heck of an idea too. I hope Big Tech's ready for this, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately we are out of time for today. So Mike, again, the info and then we got to go. You bet. Well, before we hand out that info one more time, thank you so very much for your time there, Lee. Definitely uh, looking forward to this particular conference for sure. And I am sure that once people start hearing this broadcast, as well as others coming at you in order to promote this particular conference, the 2023 Be Bold for Jesus conference, folks, all you got to do is log on or make a phone call. You can do that right now by logging on to www.bb4j.com. Again, that'll be bb4j.com. Or you can go ahead and pick up that phone and dial them up at 208 209-7183. Again, 208-209-7183. All of that being said, Mike and Tim are out of here today. We'll be back at you and in your face again tomorrow. Bye-bye.